0: A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive through Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local
1: delivery option. The Wisconsin State Fair is coming up in just over a week, and it's got me wondering... Why is the state fair in Milwaukee? What is Milwaukee's connection to agriculture? And for all things past and present, Julia Griffith is on the line with me today. She is from Historic Milwaukee, Inc. It's a nonprofit dedicated to preserving and educating the public about history and architecture. And they do this through public education programming. They're actually housed in the Grain Exchange. So, Julia, to start off, I need you to bust a myth for me. Coming into this interview, I thought Cream City had to do with milk, and you said some other people think it has to do with beer, but that's not it at all, is it? Yeah, unfortunately, it is not
0: related to any liquid at all. It actually has to do with the color of the brick that is made from our native clay soil in Milwaukee. So um, most brick that you see on a building that's red, that's all the iron content, but clay from the Menominee Valley, which is specifically where bricks from milwaukee were made it has a high content of calcium and magnesium which cancels out the iron and produces a sort of yellow soft yellow cream color and that is where it came from so at first when they made the bricks they were really unhappy they were like why aren't they red um and ultimately realized that it was kind of a special thing that they could make here that you couldn't get everywhere
1: else Even though it has nothing to do (laughs) with dairy or beer, that's still a a pretty cool story. And now we know. Milwaukee is this urban, it's the largest city in Wisconsin. It's super Mm -hmm. urban, but it's also the host of our Wisconsin State Fair.
0: Yeah, so um, Milwaukee was actually selected to be kind of a city in general because it's the deepest natural harbor on our side of Lake Michigan. And so it was the place where everything from the farmlands surrounding it came to then be exported and even a little further afield. Um, actually, there's a small window of time where um, boat shipping, as opposed to using trains and the railroads, uh, make Milwaukee the largest exportation point of grain in the world from a, it's kind of like 1875 to 1881. It's a very short period of time that it's the largest, but it does. Uh, export grain for a long time. There's a building in downtown Milwaukee at the corner of Michigan and Broadway called the Mackey Building, which has the grain exchange room, and that is actually where they traded grain stocks and inspected the grain and kind of did all of those things. Um, so that kind of point of departure or bringing in, you know, other materials that you would need to farm was really kind of big and important for how Milwaukee grew so quickly.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking like our commodities, um, exports Mm -hmm. and imports, and also machinery. I mean, Milwaukee was a hub for that, and is it still?
0: Yeah, in some ways. There are obviously some of the large companies and consolidations and things. Not all of the large, uh, Milwaukee was the machine shop of the world. Not all those companies made farm equipment necessarily. Some made components or just totally unrelated um, machinery. But yeah, there's still um, Komatsu So actually, we do an event in September, the fourth weekend in September, called Doors Open, and the Port of Milwaukee is often a participant. People can go and get a tour with them to learn more about how things are brought in and um, also how they're dealing with climate change and um, flooding, kind of some of those issues as they update the port to continue to be modern. We do feature them in September.
1: When did the Wisconsin State Fair start? Yeah, so actually it starts very early, um,
0: 1851, and instead of being in a permanent location, it moves around. Different cities took turns hosting, which makes sense. You know, the fair today is really about showcasing what you have, so a little bit harder to transport goods and animals in the 1850s for far distances. Um, And we actually get a permanent fairground in Milwaukee uh, from 1886 to 1891, and then From 1892 until today, the fairest permanent home has been in West Dallas. Do you know why? I don't, other than I think it was probably kind of centrally. Again, if you're thinking about importing and exporting goods, it's a place that people probably ventured fairly frequently. um, And then it's boat traffic. You can reach a lot of folks accessed like Chicago through Milwaukee, through the lake.
1: I also want to touch on... The Mm -hmm. urban gardening movement, because, you know, farming doesn't just happen in in rural America. Um, Mm -hmm. It happens in the cities as well.
0: So um, on Brady Street in that area, um, when the first Polish immigrants settled there, they would have, you know, their small little house. Most would keep pigs, cows, chickens on their urban lot obviously that led to some problematic issues for living conditions and the city sort of doesn't let you have a a cow in your backyard any longer. Um, But the idea of growing food or raising animals to feed your family is Consistently been a human need throughout time. Uh, today we see that in places like Alice's Garden, which is a site again that we host for Doors Open. There, they talk to the public about what they grow, um, how they employ people. Victory Garden Initiative is another organization that we've featured on Doors Open, um, and I think the pandemic definitely has encouraged people to be in their in their yard space and and transform that into something that can yield um, good. Party food for their family.
1: When we think of Milwaukee, we don't usually think of agriculture, but maybe we should keep that in mind. Yeah,
0: and I think too, uh, if you're
1: looking to have
0: people come and appreciate and wanting to purchase your goods, you're going to go to the largest population areas. And then when you factor in, like, where can you find a big flat space that's easily turned into a fairground or a farm display area, you're sort of bringing the the farm to your moneyed buying base of people who are going to say, "Yeah, I want." Oh, I had so and so's produce, or you know, I saw that that looked great. We should import that. The other thing too is that in the third ward, when particularly in the late 1800s, they have a lot of gro- like wholesale grocery businesses are in Milwaukee. A lot of the what are now condos are old warehouses, and they would have brought in all kinds of you know dry goods and um, some of the first frozen meals in, that we see in Wisconsin and early grocery chains that we now know you know, we see every day on the shelves come through the third ward. So I'm sure that had a big part of it as well. Are you going to go to the Wisconsin State Fair? I didn't grow up in Milwaukee, so I didn't grow up going every year, but I enjoy it very much. I like the big slide.
1: Yeah, well, we hope to see you there. The Midwest Farm Report will be there eating food. Maybe we'll take a ride on the big slide. That was Julia Griffith of Historic Milwaukee, Inc. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.